Mood.tv All right, everybody. So we all been talking for a little bit. We got Derek D in the house again. Very happy to have him back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to talk to my cousin and friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to just talk to people at this point. I mean, yeah. anytime you're not talking to the people that you immediately live with is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Technology is great, though, that this is even this can even happen, which is great. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't know. In the plague. What did you do? At home. Pen pals. Well, here's the problem I'm seeing here, fellas. There's going to be a lot more podcasts, a lot like ours, popping up here real soon because <laughs> it's the only way people could do stuff. And that whole market now, we're just going to get drowned out. Nah. I, I, honestly, p- podcast market was already pretty saturated, but it's funny <laughs> you say that because uh, I'm starting my own podcast soon as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's only 12 minutes long. It's perfect length. That's perfect. Nice. Our show should be 12 minutes long. It's called a it's called a dozen minutes with Derek D. I love it. Ah, nice. DDD triple D. Where can we find that? Just Google it whenever. Yeah, I haven't even started yet, but that's what I'll be doing. Actually, this is the first. This is an exclusive. The first time I've ever announced it publicly. Booyah! Nice. All right, <laughs> welcome to the world. I'm happy that we can help birth it. Yeah, hell yeah. So we got Derek D in the house, and we got EJ five thousand. That's me. I am returning as usual. Hi, hi. <laughs> and we got the Gregor man. Hey, I'm here. Sometimes I'm not, but this time I am. And b- before we get down to the real question, I want—I was just speculating to myself today because I was having a massive shit. It was unbelievable this morning. But then I thought... Quantity, quality, size, what do you mean massive? Well, this was just everything. It had it all, you know? It had... Wow. Yeah, <laughs> as far... This is the Cadillac of shits today. So I was, I, I was sitting on the toilet and a huge turd comes out and then a massive fart comes out and then more turds. Like, they're all queuing up and waiting their turn. Now, let me ask you, Ant, were you, like, sitting there laughing at yourself while this was happening? Or, you like, were, were you smiling? What was your facial expression at this moment? It's you ever see a cheesy music video where the person singing smiles upward as though, like, to God? <laughs> it's like that. It was, like, definitely, like, a CCM kind of music video. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I went full contemporary Christian uh, <laughs> at that moment. That was a holy shit. But this is the question, though, because what I started to think about, it was holy shit. (laughs) What I started to think about was the fact, because now that I have the time, because I'm home all the time and really notice how my days are different within my home, (laughs) uh, that this happens on Thursday. So my first question is, is there a particular day of the week that you find yourselves having the best bowel movements? This isn't the question. This is just me being curious. It's just a question. (laughs) It's just a question to, you know, lube us up. I, I actually, I don't, I know there's not a specific day. Cause I'm usually very regular. I'm usually like in the morning after I drink a, cause I just get up in the morning. I drink a water and I have tea and usually then I go. You have contemporary Christian shits every day. <laughs> usually I have, I have pretty good shits every day. That's amazing. Although no, oddly enough though, yesterday, I guess I didn't eat a lot. I didn't go at all, which is very rare. Hmm. But then this morning I had a great dump. <laughs> oh, maybe we were doing it at the same time. <laughs> Dumped out nice. I like to think that. I'll FaceTime you next time. I accidentally FaceTimed somebody when I was taking a dump, like a business contact the other day. That's great. And I, because I, I must have accidentally FaceTimed them, hit the FaceTime button, and I thought they were calling me. And I was like, oh, I better answer this because this is business. It's like somebody that produced a musical that I wrote. Oh, no. And so I wonder if he saw my penis. Well, you were FaceTiming on the toilet? Like, did he hear anything plop or anything? He saw me sit. Like, I was sitting as he answered. <laughs> or as I answer, like you're calling. So as soon as he answers, he sees you. I thought he was calling me, and I was like, "I better answer this." And so I answered quickly. And but I was calling him, and I uh, said, "Oh, I'm calling you, aren't I?" And he goes, "Yeah, you're calling me." He's like, "What do you want to talk about?" Oh man! And I think he might have seen my peen. Oh. Did you guys see that viral video of it? There was like yep. nine the people on a Zoom, a dump. Yep. and the woman goes and takes a dump. Oh yeah! How you mm-hmm. got, you you got to be smarter than that. You deserve that. Deserves to be out there. Oh. Absolutely deserve it. She's world <laughs> yeah. famous now. Honestly, when I looked at it again, I'm like, how is that not staged? Because like, there's so many. I think there's more than nine people. That's like a 12 or like 15 person. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people. Conference call. And it's like, she's walking around with the laptop or whatever. Like, she aims it at herself on the toilet. Like, how yeah. do you not know what you're about to do yeah. when you've gone through all of that? I think sometimes you're just on autopilot and you're like, you probably she probably has done so many conference calls that were just audio 
and she probably just put it down and, and then that, didn't realize. Yeah, but, totally. But it would have been a lot better if she was just taking a pee, but she was taking a shit. Yeah. Oh, no, but it's great. Do you think that anybody on the call with her thought she was doing it purposefully to make a statement about her job? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> okay. All right. Uh, EJ, Greg, man, just out of curiosity, do you have, you find like a weekly bowel movement that's amazing? I've, I've never noticed that, but I'm sure that like whenever I was eating, like, you know how people do like taco Tuesdays or whatever, like, sure. Like you're talking about normalcy. Some people have like a cheat day or they like pizza on Fridays or whatever. I'm sure if there was a time in my life when that was happening, it would probably be the day after that I would have that, that happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I'm the most unregular after that because tomorrow, like for instance, Friday night, tomorrow night is the night Mary and I said, we're always going to seamless on Friday nights to give us something to look forward to. Yeah. So we're going to get some kind of disgusting feast tomorrow night. (laughs) And I'm most likely going to be either way bound up into Sunday or, (laughs) or have the most raging ass tearing dagger shits on, on Saturday. It's one or the other. See, I'll probably have a big one, but I, I, I don't typically get dagger shits, thankfully, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> it's going to be both my feet up in the air on Saturday. <laughs> oh man. I don't, I don't, I, I, I think, I mean, I eat fairly healthy, pretty healthy. So I, my, my shits are usually, it's usually after drinking that, you know, drinking on the weekend where you get the bad ones. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Greg, man? I'm I'm with Derek D. I'm, I'm regular. I, I'm at least once a day. I'm, I'm, my wife will tell you I'm multiple times a day. But I mean, it's contemporary Christian every day? I mean, there's always one contemporary <laughs> Christian every day. You mean like that solid one, that pine coney, like not quite? Not, not no, I, I was just thinking more of like the, the like, a full on solid. Like it's not just like I have to go in there and fire out a quick turd. It's like <laughs> a legit full deuce. Like and I do one at least one of those every like day. Like a smooth mm. one. It's very smooth. I mean, the consistency changes with the meal. You know, like we're trying to do do better now that we have some groceries and stuff. Eating some salads at like, you know, eating our our greens and stuff every day. Because when we first moved, it was just like number one, we moved in the middle of. A pandemic. pandemic mania. <laughs> yeah, so right. it was like, oh shit, like Wait, we just, luckily got. What are you got- talking about? Is a pandemic going on? <laughs> I didn't hear about this. We like luckily got some toilet paper. But like, I mean, I, th- I think I talked about this last time. Like, I'm down to a maximum of nine sheets of shit of wiping because, like, you know, you got to have a science right now with everything going on. And, but yeah, like it, it, now that we're eating better, it's starting to get better overall. Yeah, sure. There's a couple, you know, we went out for a barbecue when we first got down here because my dad helped us move down. We we're like, let's go get some barbecue. So, I mean, that next day. That was like, you know, contemporary Christian shit for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Wait a second, though, because I, I, I listened to um, the one with Casey, Jost, and Joe in Bergio uh, last week, and or whatever week it was, and uh, I remember you said that you're down to nine sheets. Dude, that is impossible for me. Nine yeah, sheets? Oh, cool. I, I also I do need to also preface. I we also like we came down with flushable wipes, like a half of case of Costco mm. flushable wipes. So basically, I'm down to getting like. I do three sheets, three three squares, maximum of three times, and then usually it's one or two of the of the wet ones, and I'm good. You do the dry before wet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I would always I'd go the other way around. Yeah, wet 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 keeps you clean. No way. Well, the wet gets you clean exactly. So you you get in there, you're firm with it. Interesting. Yeah, but like you know, sometimes you pull off that like chunk on the first one. You don't want that on the wet one. <laughs> I always, yeah, you always go dry first, then the wet. I, I'm with Greg and man on that one, but. Yeah, but then your butt's wet, so then you dry. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, pull off the tip. What are you oh. talking about? Is that like, is that like an ice cream tip? <laughs> you have an ice cream tip every time? Yeah, you're not done shitting yet if you got a whole tip. Not every time, but sometimes it's softer than others, and there's not a tall tip, but just this. More residue there overall. You should not have a Hershey Kiss on your ass. You have a soft serve curl. Well, you know what? Maybe you guys should switch it up since uh, I only go nine sheets now. I can't believe you go nine sheets. I go nine sheets too, though, and I have a really disgusting ass. (laughs) Nine sheets? I like you might do like nine bed sheets. You're not doing nine little squares of toilet paper. I am. I, I am. How is that possible? There's no way. Almost every time, almost every time I shit, I mean, except for Saturday. Almost every time I shit, except for Saturday. I do two wipes, and they're both about three or four sheets, and that's it. It's clean. I, I can't fathom that at all because, like, <laughs> I wipe till I'm like raw. Like, there can't be any remnants <laughs> raw. Like, <laughs> you right. always wipe. You always wipe past when the shit's gone. You make sure you get one layer of skin off, too, oh, to, yeah. to really yeah. make sure. You got to see a little red in there to know you're really clean. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's their up. I think you're right. And we've also heard, Anthony, you got you got massive swamp ass all the time. We've talked about that. And you say you have this leakage. It's because you aren't doing what Derek's doing. Yeah. Like after your cousin... Make sure that thing's clean. Get yeah, you know, there. that's true. You don't have leakage. You just don't clean all I way. would never get off the toilet if there was any brown on the toilet paper, but it's clean on the second wipe. I think you need to drink more water. I think you're supposed but to have a But also, my diet right- is a lot better right now. My diet is way better right now in quarantine. So there's that as well. Because generally, we're not eating garbage. You know, we're eating much healthier shit because Meredith's cooking. Thankfully. Thank you, Meredith. Oh, that's that's another thing with this quarantine. I've been cooking a lot and making good stuff. I always cook anyway, but obviously I'm home, so I'm just cooking more. I, 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 I literally had time to make baked sweet potatoes. They took 58 minutes to finish. To <laughs> Worth it. That's quarantine time right there. My wife made quiche this morning, and then she made cookies after dinner tonight. <laughs> like, it's it's phenomenal and in my our position here audrey is still working but from home and i'm the wife to be totally chauvinistic you're a good cook though and yeah so i've been cooking up a storm this morning i made a pork shoulder that was for <sighs> dinner i love pork shoulder oh delish God. and then i made potato and chicken soup for tomorrow i'm thawing out the salmon you know i've been i've been doing it up it's been really fun i made turkey spinach meatballs Ooh. yeah and i chopped up like four slices of bacon and threw that in there just to add some extra flavor. It was glorious. I got eggplant parm coming tomorrow and then turkey chili coming this weekend. Oh, oh nice. I am excited. How, mu- how much do you think about food in terms of the shit you're going to have? Do you do that generally at all? Depends on the type of food. I do. I do too. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm very regular, so I have to keep that in, in mind. I think I have, but I don't think I'd do it on the regular. For Yeah. No. I, I definitely look at my food and see the shit that it's going to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that specific, but I, I, I'm not lactose intolerant, but we, we, we don't get along all the time. So I know like if I'm having Indian food, cause they sneak dairy in there, you don't even realize it. So mm. that'll get me really good. Pizza doesn't like do the same kind of thing, but it'll, it'll, I'm definitely have a different kind of thing going on with that. But like ricotta, rigot, that always, rigot. Will, that's going to affect what I got going on. To do on. the Casey and Joe and Bergio, rigot. Rigot. Uh, rigot. Rigot. Yeah. That's very Staten Island, sorry. Our family says regret too, though. Oh, yeah, they regret. absolutely say regret. 13 minutes in, we got a lot of shit talk. This is going to be a great edit. <laughs> yeah, this is let me ask you a question on the podcast, everybody. We had a 13-minute preface, but that's okay. Worth it. Uh, so we'll have a short little conversation, and then we'll talk more after the break. Here's the real question for Lemayak episode 170-something, which is nuts. Here's the question. Can you be fired for enjoying your job too much? Hmm. Any job, like you're, you're saying, like, it, or you're saying specifically what we do. Ah, good question. Maybe not what we do. I mean, maybe even that would be interesting to talk about. But I'm wondering if there are jobs generally that if you enjoyed it too much, you would be fired, which is an interesting prospect. It is an interesting prospect. But in what sense of enjoying it? Like, are you overly enjoying it where you're doing weird stuff on the job? Like, people are like, yo, Derek is way too hyped. And like, what? Like, and then boss, the boss might just think, like, you're freaking people out a little bit because you're so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's possible. Uh, I'm thinking, I mean, initially what I was thinking was, <laughs> I know what you were thinking <laughs> because we always come back to it on this show, but I'm thinking about an executioner. <laughs> oh. oh, I mean, that was my original I thought. thought. You but were I- thinking sexually. I thought you were getting so excited. You were like popping wood at work. You're like, Ah, oh, I just love being a meter man. And then you're just like walking around with a hard wood in your pants. I mean, that's also funny. I mean, that's like any of these things are funny. Like, can you can you get fired for that? If you're really loving it, like genuinely, extremely loving it, do you think that would put anybody in any job in a position to be fired? I'm pretty sure if you have even a contained orgasm under normal circumstances, because there are creeps. Who are your bosses? Uh, Under normal circumstances, you've a contained orgasm. You're probably going to get let go. <laughs> if not the first time, definitely the second time. Wait, but if it's a contained orgasm, you'd, you'd have to broadcast. Like, you'd have to say, oh, hold on, everybody. Oh. Sure. But I mean, like, your, your, uh, your genitals are covered. <laughs> <laughs> you're still orgasm. People still know what's happening. You're enjoying it. They can see you're enjoying it, but your genitals are covered. But they know I'm orgasming. Yeah, like, can you imagine, like, going back to Brandley's of our youth, where we, we all worked at the pizzeria? Yep. 
can you imagine making a pizza and then you're like coming while that's happening and they're being like, that's fine. You would definitely get fired for sure. <laughs> definitely get I fired. mean, but you, yeah, if you're announcing, I'm like, if you scream, I'm coming, <laughs> I think you would 100% get fired. But I mean, if, even if you don't, even if you just make like the subtle sounds of it while you're making it, I'm pretty sure you'll still get fired. Yeah, and you got a boner and white pants. <laughs> the subtle sounds. But, but hold on a second. You could yell, I'm coming. <laughs> and someone in the back could be like, all right, just get over here already. <laughs> you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, you always play it off. I got a bro who's at work with you always covering your back. Yeah, you always wait for somebody in the restaurant to put their finger up, like the check please finger. And then you go, I'm coming. coming. <laughs> yeah, Anthony would totally mess it up. He'd be like, I am currently ejaculating. <laughs> uh, sorry, you get. Okay, yes. I, I, all right, I understand. I think you, you probably would get fired for that. So. I mean, is this, you'd get fired from any job for doing that, I imagine. What about in our business, Ant? Like, uh, like if I'm if I'm super excited for a project, like... Well, that's I, harder for you, I think. It's okay to orgasm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 just go to every audition with a raging boner. No, no, yeah, oh, but, just, <laughs> but I mean, hold on, boners aside, boners aside here. Boners aside. I'm just wondering about like a deep inner happiness and if like, is there a level of coming across as too happy? Although Boner Town is funny. I mean, if you went to any acting job and you had a raging boner... <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, that would be that would be dicey. But but for you, Derek, it would be particularly hard as an actor because if you came across as overly overly enthusiastic, how could you do any scene? You know, <laughs> like if you're doing any scene and you're just so happy all the time and you can't contain it, yeah, you'd be fired. Oh, it's overly so. So yeah, yeah, you would be. You're saying you're saying so. My actual emotion is affecting the emotion of whatever the character or whatever part that I'm playing. Because I'm so excited to play it, yeah. They'd be like, "Look, this just isn't working. You're, you're trying. You're supposed to be doing a dramatic scene here, and you're smiling ear to ear like an asshole." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I think for an actor, it's particularly hard because you can't just, you know, if you're if you're playing somebody that's about to be a hitman or deliver very bad news, and you come you come walking into the scene like Bob on Shit's Creek. You ever watch that show? Oh, I love it. Yes. You know Bob, the, the the guy that owns oh. the garage, and he always, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you come into the scene like Bob, <laughs> and you're about to put a hit on somebody or tell somebody really bad news about their health, I just think it might not be believable. Yeah. For those of you who are just listening and can't see, there's this run that Bob does when he runs into a scene and his arms are up kind of like a T-Rex and he kind of yeah. bobs in, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. It's hysterical. I it's, love it. It's one of the best things in that show is is yeah. how Bob enters a room. But, you, <laughs> you know, you can't just do that willy-nilly as an actor. You'd get fired immediately. Mm. Well, I will tell you this, though, and I will say when, not if, when the sitcom that me and uh, my buddy and uh, my writing partner and producer buddy AK wrote gets picked up, Every scene and every time, I will literally be jumping for joy inside, no matter what the scene is. I will be overly ecstatically happy, for sure. I was going to posit that the best actors probably are ecstatic, almost to that level, but you don't know because they're so good to be that guy. I mean, in, inside, you're, I mean, yeah, you're obviously, you're playing that part, so you're, you're, you're so happy about it and you're focused on it, so you want to yeah. do the best at that part, but in deep inside, the happy level is through the roof. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> remember, the one thing that actors are is liars, and they're great at that. <laughs> but I think, I think in other jobs, because that one job actually we were going for it and we we're saying, yeah, that I think probably most other jobs it would be bad if you were overly ecstatic, like the still mill worker or the gas station attendant or even the accountant. If they are like so lit with happiness. <laughs> you kidding me? I'm getting, you- get, I'm getting gas from that guy every time. <laughs> Put a smile on my face by filling my tank up. Like, of course I'm going to go back to that. Yeah, it might bring in business. But does he own that spot or does he work for a guy? Because if he doesn't own that spot, he ain't working there that long. Because the guy that owns that place is like, if he's got more people like me who are willing to go out of their way to that gas station to spike gas prices no matter what they are, that guy's staying on the payroll for sure. Some people, especially jobs like that, people want to go back to those yeah, people because they're like, true. oh, they just always seem so happy. They put a smile on your face. And in that case, like those people will never get fired in those kind of jobs, you know, hmm. uh, like a, a grocery <laughs> clerk or, you know, a bank teller. If- <laughs> it is really funny to picture like some like somebody in the service industry or customer service that is so excited that even the customers are worried. 
<laughs> Did you ever see the movie The Other Guys, though? Yes, yes, yeah. I have not. Because um, there's, there's the whole scene where they, like, he gets like bumped down to being a traffic cop again. But when yeah. he's out there, he's like dancing and like whistling everybody on like to <laughs> yes. a beat. And it's like, that's great. If there was a guy like that, I would go out of my way. And if I'm dealing with traffic, whatever, like, because I want to go see that traffic cop doing his job just because he's having a great time. That's true. Yeah. Man. And that person yeah. get fired in the movie? No, I mean, he got demoted to that position, but he just, you know, he just did his thing. But he flourished he, in he that He did position. flourish in that. He went from detective to, to that. <laughs> that, that that's, a, that's a funny movie. It's a, it's a good one. Underrated. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, a traffic cop, that's a great, that's a great example. If you're just a super joyous, you know, if I'm issuing somebody a ticket and I'm having a wonderful time... <laughs> Then you, then you come across as a dick. <laughs> yeah, right. Would you get fired, though? Do you get fired for that? I mean, does that get reported? Can you, If I get a ticket, can you report the officer that wrote you a ticket to the police? Uh, hmm. Wait, what? For what? For what? I mean, yes, but depends on for what. Like, if he rapes you or something, <laughs> sure. But, like, what are you talking about? Like, he's just like, ah, this guy. Yeah. Well, what you would probably do, Anthony, being that you stole a fire hydrant and you should know better than us, uh, what you would do is whenever you showed up to court with that cop, that's when you would complain about that thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm just wondering if you were riding in the car with another police officer that was always just so happy while they were issuing tickets and this and that, would you be okay with that? Or is that... I don't know. It seems so bizarre because usually you picture a police officer being angry, whether it's real or not, because I have a whole other theory about the posturing of police officers when they pull you over and how fake oh, Yeah, and how fake that is. It's acting, for sure. Liars. But if they're having a wonderful time while they do it, and they're hitting people with massive fines, right? And so they're delivering people extremely bad news. It, you know, you think would you report that person? Would you talk to them about the ethics of that? Or would you be like, yeah, this person's having fun. I'm into it. <laughs> I, I don't I, I'd probably report them I'd be like because you'd automatically be like that, that cop is a dick that person is a dick yeah because sometimes overly happy and excited comes across as sarcastically asshole-ish so yeah. <laughs> I know it's a really thin line I mean for yeah. the sake of argument the person is indeed deeply happy <laughs> even if they are but, deeply happy it could come across as them being a dick yeah exactly exactly the thing is, will that hold up though? If like the complaint comes in, they're like, "I'm not being an asshole. I'm I'm just happy to do my job." And even if that my my job is giving you a shit ton of, of money off a fine. Oh yeah, right. How would that go over? Has, have you guys ever had HR people to deal with? Yeah, I've got what's called company management, quote unquote, uh, on theater shows. They're like the HR. I have in the past, but not recently. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. We've all come across in most jobs, of uh, some jobs, the HR person is always a unique beast, and that's the person you either have to please or not. And that person is always an interesting character, right? There's, I've never met anybody in HR that's just like that's a normal person I can talk to normally. <laughs> it's always somebody you have to like cater to in some. Some way. So, like, definitely with the cop thing, I could see that being interesting. I was thinking the same thing with, like, a doctor. Like, you have a doctor who's overly enthusiastic or... <laughs> Uh, like you, because like we had that episode, Anthony, where we were just talking about like someone delivering the news that you have cancer in a really positive way, right? Right. That side manner is really important. Or like uh, uh, somebody at a funeral home. Yeah. Super amped up and like wants to sell you the best tombstone and the, the, the best coffin. <laughs> yeah, the mortuary. You picked the greatest coffin we have here at the store, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. Like, I'm so happy you came in today. <laughs> yeah. So now we're really talking because there's, there's jobs I can think where it would totally be a fucking issue and jobs where it isn't. I think we're playing the percentage game now that we're getting further into this. I thought it was going to be a yes or no, but I think now we're into the percentage game. Oh, actually, this got even more interesting. Because think think about it, you know, if you work at a funeral home and and but like actually people are coming in to view a loved one who passed away and you're just you're talking to a coworker, man, I love this job. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming today. As they <laughs> I love this job. <laughs> and they're like going to grieve. <laughs> like that like oh man, I just I just love my job. I'm a people person. How good does grandma look? High five. Dude, your grandmother looks great. <laughs> I personally worked on her. I love my job. <laughs> yeah, she's right over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, I remember we went into the the as I have to bring it up in every episode, which is a joke in itself. But we went in because uh, my my dad passed away and they're like 
hey, all right, well, if you go this week, we can we got this package, and you were like, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try to upsell me right now. This was happening. Like uh, he has like a Groupon. No, we have the bonus package where you get this, this, and this, and you're like, all right, c- calm it down, calm it down. <laughs> really? Know, if like, they said this week, like it was like what a time to die. There, yeah, there was like a special that week where they had like wow. whatever extra shit that they had, and they're like, well, let's throw it in. Oh, there. that's so fucked. Yeah. All right, us. we should take a break there. <laughs> we'll be we'll be right back because I think now it's starting to get. Super interesting. Uh, all right, we will be right back. Eggs I need on. Eggs are an incredible food. You can put anything on them. Like what? Grab some meat and some veggies. And you got yourself an omelet. Oh, wow. Hard boil them. And you can keep them in your pocket. Make mm-hmm. a minute souffle. Fry them in a beignet. Try it before you knock it. Amazingness. There's only one day of the week. It's kind of special, we think. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Eggs on top of noodles with a little stir fry. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Miércoles para los huevos. That's Spanish. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Take hump day to the next level. Well, my clap was bad. Sorry about that. Doesn't matter. The amount of cla- bad claps Eric ha- had to deal with, besides chlamydia, is limitless. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but we're all clapping for that song that we just heard during the break. Thank you, Derek, for playing your song. But uh, Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Ah, it's wonderful. You're all going to need that in your life right now to get us through uh, the great indoors. <laughs> we are, we're back. Everybody, we're back. And, and, I, I, here's what I think. I think it's no. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I think there's no argument here. I think all of us are kind of in agreement that you can absolutely be fired for enjoying your job too much. Like if you do work, I love the mortuary concept. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're running into the mortuary like Bob and Shit's Creek, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the best. And just so happy, and you're like, you know, I had to break her jaw, but doesn't she look good? You know, <laughs> I just. Yeah, I think you would be fired. I think you'd be fired. If you're not fired, this is the interesting element. The interesting element is customer service. That's the whole thing that's interesting because there's a level of fakeness in customer service to begin with. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the interesting element here because if you're working some jobs in customer service and you're overly jubilant, that's going to get you more work. But there are jobs where you have to act like you don't enjoy it. Hmm. Which brings up all kinds of other interesting questions because if you're a mortuary artist... Are they called artists? What are they? No, but I like that. We should, because they are. Yeah. It's They're art. painting a picture with that face and that body. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're a mortuary artist, quote unquote, <laughs> and and you really love your job and just talk in great detail to the people that come in to the mortuary about it, I just don't think you'd get any more business. So you have to be you have to fake not enjoying it. Yeah, you, you have to yeah, even if you love it, you gotta be solemn and you gotta be understanding and you know because these people are but you deal with it every single day you deal with death yeah see i was gonna say you could also be whistling while you work while you're prepping the body and nobody's around you're just like i love this oh jeez you just gotta turn it on like an actor yeah you know when when people are there like i'm so sorry for your loss meanwhile downstairs you're just fucking whistling anything you want yeah enjoying painting that face and breaking those jaws (laughs) oh god i also feel like though if you're happy every single day of your job your coworkers will then begin to resent you 100%. And once the coworkers start to resent you, they're like, how is this guy always happy? There's got to be something going on there. <laughs> yeah, something's off. Something's off. He's always in a good mood. He's always happy. And then everyone agrees. They start, and then they complain. They end up complaining about you probably. And that might get you fired. That's actually really interesting because that's a whole other level of anybody's day-to-day job. People that actually do have a happy demeanor and enjoy their jobs, do you think that they have to kind of put a lid on it and act unhappy at work in order for people to not think they're too happy about the job? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's a thin line. There's a thin line between, like, people knowing that you're acting happy at your job because that's what's courteous and then actually liking your job so much that you're now annoying. And it's a thin line because, like, I know every... Uh, whenever uh, Greg, a man I definitely know is like this. And in every job that I work, I try to be... You know, courteous. I try to act happy. 
I might have shit going on at home. I might have got pissed on on the bus or whatever, but I'm here and I'm here to work and I'm going to be pleasant because I don't know what you're going through. But from that to the person that you're now creeped out by, that's a real thing. You know, I think people can tell the difference. And I think that it's a very definitive line. Like whenever they're actually enjoying everything to the extreme as we're like, I'm being courteous to everything sucks. We're all here on the same sinking ship. Let's keep going, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, to your point, to your point, EJ, uh, it made me think of something. When I was going through a really bad breakup with a, an ex of mine, uh, Erica, who Aunt remembers, like, I was miserable, like, just so miserable. But when I would get into the studio and the camera would go on, boop, boop, I'd zip right up and I'm happy and I'm hosting the show. And the camera would go off and right back to being sulking, you know, pissed off and super sad. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when you're there to do a job, the people... You know, especially the audience. If you're, you're, you know, if you're a performer, they can't know that. Yeah, yep. they need to just, they need to see what they normally see. You know, which, yeah. which aside from this question, is like kind of a comforting thing. I think we can. I would love to address this right now in the coronavirus thing. Feeling normal, however you have to get it, is a good thing, and I think that that's really cool. And that people that still have their jobs now, four or five, six, depending on where your state is, weeks in. Find that normalcy however you need it because it's really important. It's it's even the normalcy of pretending to be happy so that you can be courteous to your fellow human being. Like those those are like milestone things whenever you're able to do them. I think that's really important and really cool. It's really nice when you can actually happy yourself into happiness. That <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. It's not unfortunately it's not always the case, but because I I, I to Derek to speak to what you're saying. Because, you know, in we both work in show business. We do show business. And it can all, it can go one of two ways. I think there are times when you are unhappy and you perform happiness in such a way that you actually become happy. But there's also those times when it's like, like performing happiness is the most soul crushing thing <laughs> of all time. And you just do it anyway. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but however, I will say to speak to what EJ is saying. The best case scenario, which does happen sometimes, is when you kind of perform that happiness in such a way that it distracts you from what's going on. That's always the best when you can get to that place. Which goes back to what you were saying. You fake it until you make it, almost. Like, yeah. You can almost will it to be a better situation than it is as long as other people are on board, which isn't always the case. But we get lucky when we all realize, like, this sucks. Let's all be friendly, you know, or, or whatever. It's nice when you all realize that. But there, there's also a difference, though. Like, I went for a long time. I won't lie. They, I was known as the smiley PA when I first started, you know, working freelance television. I knew, though, that, like, I, I was smart enough to know that if people liked having me around, even if I didn't know everything, they'll keep me around or bring me on to the next show. Sure. And, I mean, I literally got the name the smiley PA because, like... And I'm, I was trying to think just while you guys were talking about it, like, was I being fake or was I just genuinely happy to be working? So it didn't matter if I was in the shit or doing like, I mean, you know, I do jobs where I literally would just have to sit in an edit and just wait until my producer or whatever needed something. I would do literally nothing except go get lunch and, and coffees or whatever. And then like when something came up that I actually dealt with production, I'd go do it. But I always did it with a smile on my face. I was always there. I was always like... I was never like the miserable person who was like, oh, I got to go do that again or I have to do yeah. this. Yeah, but see, that's why you get rehired. That's how you have to be. That's that's the way to do it. And that's what I'm saying. I think you were you were being courteous and you were being a human. It's not really like you weren't being fake. You you understood what the game was. Not game sounds like you were being manipulative. You understood what the situation was and you were just being polite. Like there's nothing wrong with being polite and being a human, you know? Yeah. And it was just, but that was also just me. Like that's just, that's just how I was. It's six of one though. It's, it's, I think it's totally both, Greg. I think, I think there's, there's a, there's a middle line there because Mm -hmm. I think you have to understand there is a certain amount of acting in any social engagement that you enter into. I think there's a certain amount of, you have to be perceived by that person uh, in a way that's um, agreeable to to them. This is getting a little too deep now. I think <laughs> no, it's not. Which I think, which is goes exactly what I'm saying. It means like acting like a human means that sometimes you gotta realize that a situation sucks and they're not having a good time, but you let the other person who needs to know that you are kind of having a good time have a good time so they can do what they gotta do. That's that's what being a human's all about. It's Sometimes true. you gotta be like bored. It always comes back to reading the room. Yeah, reading the room. Yeah, and to that to that point, like even like even the other day, uh, you know, just I was like, oh, this sucks, this whole coronavirus thing, and then I was like, 
all right, let me let me let me write this song and let me sing it, put it together. And I enjoyed singing it. I enjoyed the creative process, put me in a happy mood. And then you put it online and people watch it and they laugh and they enjoy it. And it makes you feel better. Like even even when I was like completely like miserable, I'm not the type to there's people that post stuff on social media where they want their it's they post all the woe is me type stuff. Oh, yeah. And they, they want people commenting, oh, things will look up, things will get better. I never post anything ever, woe is me. If I post something, it's going to be something happy, going to be something funny. Even though I'm miserable in that moment, I will post something uh, that is funny, that makes me feel better performing it, and then gets a reaction of people being like, oh, this is great, this is funny, let me share this. That's a better reaction than, oh, hey, you know, things will pick up for you. Somebody uh, else make me feel good. Yeah, I'm not the woe is me guy. I'm not looking for the pat, the, the pat on the back, and yeah. you know, I, yeah, you're an uplifter. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great. I think that's a great thing to be. I think I, I spend my life trying to do that. Yeah, but likewise. but let me, but 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 Derek, let me ask you a question. Do you ever, just out of curiosity, <laughs> to be a little real for the moment, but does it ever absolutely kill you inside to be the happy person? Does that make any sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, d- doesn't it though? <laughs> it yeah. totally does. Yeah, sometimes but you do it anyway. Yeah, you do it anyway, and sometimes you're like, uh, I don't. Yeah, you're definitely because you know you're human. Sometimes you don't be like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that right now. Right. You know, it's really it's really hard. That uh, there's something I discovered. I think just this year, which is really interesting. This is the first time I ever discovered this. But I, I started to not be happy all the time at work. But it's weird because I had to perform unhappiness <laughs> because my my default is to always be the happy guy in the room. Like what Greg was saying, people when I when I do shows, people are often like, "How are you happy all the time?" Hmm. Like I think I'm that guy that could be on the level of being fired because I just I I tend to not enter into, into situations, and I've turned down lots of jobs for this probably to my detriment financially, almost certainly, but I turn them down because I don't think I'll be happy in that environment. So I only choose jobs where I think I have a, I have an opportunity to be happy. But that's good. That's good for your soul. That's good for your well-being. And it might not be good for me when I retire because I'll have no money, but it's good for me now. I think I'll have a generally happier life because of that, which is a whole other conversation. Are you and have you been authentically happy in all those things? No, here's the thing is I think there's just times when you're just not happy and you're having a bad day or things aren't going your way. Or for me, I've got such anxiety wrapped up in the things that I do for a career. Me too. That one little comment could could not ruin my day, but ruin my month. You know, and I go home and I feel like I'm not worth anything at all. And at the same time, I'm still putting on a grin and making myself seem happy. So for the first time ever in the last job that I had before all this coronavirus madness really took hold, in America anyways, is I said, I'm going to go to work every day and act a little unhappy. Really? Wow. <laughs> and, and, and let happiness flourish if and only if I feel as though there's, there's kind of harmony among the people at work. Well, now I feel bad for you, though. No, because you know what this has done? It's made me infinitely happier at work. Because now now the people that breed unhappiness don't try and tread on somebody that's always happy. They're not immediately unhappy towards you. And so now there's an even playing field. And once you garner the even playing field, that's when you can show them happiness. It's really interesting. I think about this all the time. Yeah, because I... um. I, I know what you mean, because there's definitely a lot of times, especially in the last year or two, I had to move home and I was helping my mom with my dad, who was really sick. It was craziness. And um, yep. yeah, it was very, very rough. Uh, but I was I was miserable, but I was put on a happy face when I was definitely like on auditions or working or out with friends. And yeah, it's rough. Yeah, that was rough. So you definitely do that for sure. Well, that, I, and if I may, in that case, too, to, because I want to speak to all our listeners and Derek, like. We lie to ourselves sometimes. We do that same thing. We're showing up for the job of life. Yeah. And we're acting happy for our fellow employees, but our fellow employees sometimes are ourselves when it comes to something heavy like that. Sometimes we are there acting that part just so that we can get through. Oh, yeah. And I think that that is a really important thing, though, too. Like, whenever push comes to shove, 
you and I, we're still going to be acting that part even in those dire days. And when I say that, I don't mean like in the in the in the work. I mean in the real life, we're going to be that positive person not only because you need it, and I'm talking to 75% of the listeners, <laughs> but also because we need it, and because somebody has always got to be positive because shit sucks. And so somebody's got to be that positive voice, even if for those people themselves. And uh, yeah, can you imagine this podcast if we all came on here acting like pieces of shit who hated everything? Which we all are. We all are. <laughs> but but all of us realize that that we've all had I mean, different different amounts of shit. But everybody's had shit, and we're all dealing with that. And that's why we're trying to. Be fun. That's why we're trying to be positive. That's why we make the quasi-racist <laughs> jokes and the quasi-sexist jokes. That's why we're here because we're trying to have a good time because life sucks, uh, but it's wonderful. <laughs> because life sucks. That's a good place to end the episode. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not ending. Just kidding. We're not ending. But no, that's 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 profound. Uh, that that's what you said. Definitely makes a lot of sense. And I was listening to Howard Stern yesterday. Jimmy Fallon was on, and obviously they're they're all recording from their houses and stuff. And I don't forget the exact quote, but Jimmy Fallon said that David Letterman said something along the lines of what it was during 9-11 when he was and Letterman was still on doing his uh, his show. And he said something like, you know, even if you're not happy, you don't feel it, just put on a happy face because you might make someone else feel better. Perfect. Something like Perfect. that. I think I think that's absolutely the rule to live by. I mean, I've lived by that my whole life. Yeah. I, I'm used to. I've always played the, you know, the clown. Like I, I love to make people laugh. It's, it's. Yeah. I, I will do anything to make somebody laugh, and to see somebody laugh. I think three out of the four of us have. Greg, you're such a solid dude. I'm sorry that you, you didn't have to play the clown. You're so solid. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut Anthony off. Well, that's the thing is I think here's my point. My point is I've learned as I've gotten older that I think Greg has played life correctly <laughs> because here's the thing. I've always I would do anything for a laugh, and to me. You know, it's interesting that I've become a pianist and a music director and a composer and done all these musical things, and I've played on stage. I've played for thousands of people. That the feeling of doing that doesn't even it doesn't even hold a candle to the feeling when you make a room full of people laugh. Yeah, it's a much better feeling instantly. Yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. I mean, I can attest to that for sure. I mean, yeah, like hosting something in an arena something is great and all yeah but if you say something funny and get the laugh mm. whether it's in a comedy club whether it's in a, a show or you're one whatever that's definitely a bigger high yeah it's just much more honest like that that's the only time that you get an honest reaction from people there's no controlling it it's just honest and so to make people laugh is the best thing in the world but what i've found this is the, my whole point my point in saying that i think greg has really figured it out probably a little better is is that is that it's not it's not only about that and the reason that I've gotten a little better I think in my career and my job is because if you if you lead with that which I've done my entire life until this last year it makes it easy for people that just have a different worldview that are much more negative to capitalize on it and so there's an interesting middle ground where you have to kind of you have to lead with seriousness and then be funny mm. and I never knew this like literally Truly, for my for the audience, for everybody listening, I didn't know this until this year, and I really approached my work differently this year. I led straight faced, and seeming a little bit like, all right, what kind of bullshit do I have to deal with today? And then you can open up to funny because people appreciate you more, or people respect you more. No, that's that's definitely true. I mean, even even when I started doing stand up comedy, I kind of realized that. But also when I when after I graduated college, and I was just auditioning like crazy and i was also i was a waiter of course and i was a substitute teacher so i go into these in high school so i'd go to these high school classes and i was i was young i wasn't that much older than them and i would go in being like yeah i'm a substitute teacher and then crack a joke like oh man you know mr d's cool this guy's cool and then i literally would be like look you know do your work don't do your work just don't be loud <laughs> and i'm pursuing this as a career and i would tell them and i'd be like this is what i've done if you guys got questions about that and life or college, fire away. And it was actually so much fun because these kids would just pepper me with questions. I'd have everyone's attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's, it's a combo platter. I think it's just a combo platter. Well, I, I have to comment an interesting thing that me and Milo, that's my son, 13-year-old, wonderful little human being. 
completely challenges me every day. He's wonderful. Yikes. And uh, speaking of the coronavirus thing, he's got coronavirus one person away from him. Jesus. So everybody can feel how they want to feel about that. Yeah, let's go with that. But um, he has talked to me about something that will uh, correlate with what you guys are talking about. There's something called the Pygmalion effect or the Rosenthal effect where... Every interaction that we have, we are interacting with the person based upon not only what they look like, but based upon what that person looks like would treat somebody who we look like. Yeah, right. Would think that we look like. And that's internalized who we look like, not who we actually look like. Because right. I know everybody ever who is listening and or is a person doesn't feel like they look like the person they look like. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anthony, for the first time ever, you're because you are already on this show to cl- disclose that you don't think you're very handsome we said that you're a handsome man but you're like oh i don't have a i can't burn a candle to my cousin and ej no you can't but still yeah you said that (laughs) Uh, no no you're a handsome man and so anyway every interaction humanly that you have you have a subconscious reaction to not only the way that they look but the way that they you look versus the the way that that person looks and also the way that that person looks versus the person the way that you look so every interaction that you ever have like i know personally I'm 30, I'm 57 years old. I look a little bit younger. So everybody I see thinks I look younger. So I treat them like they they think that I look younger. So I always act in the passive younger role. Yeah, right. So any of this stuff can factor into that, including the thing that you have now done where you're like, oh, I have to be serious first because I think that I look like how I look. But even though that's how I think I know I look, if I would have acted serious the whole time, it's completely crazy and batshit bonkers. But... To wrap it all up, I think... There's some who's on first shit. Yeah, for real. (laughs) So, if who's on second, I think that 70% of people would get fired for being too enthusiastic at work, and that includes super sexual stuff. (laughs) 75%? I think that's high. 75%. What about the executioner? If he's too enthusiastic, yeah, he's getting kicked out. Do you think the executioner enjoys their job? It's funny you said that. I don't know if you guys watched the show Ozarks. Ozark? Oh, Ozark. I, I watched the first season. It was a little too dark for Meredith, so we, we kind of laid off. It's great. And not, not to go off subject, but in the third season that I'm watching right now, the one lady says to a guy who's basically a hitman, do you enjoy this still? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> really really non really nonchalant. And that just reminded me of it. Because, yeah, yeah, but there, there probably is. So he enjoyed it, but in a way that he kept it inside. See, it's funny. I bet a hitman can come can be really positive about their job, but I bet an executioner cannot be. Not in public. Executioner, I think, has to perform being unhappy about it, but they could be clicking their heels behind the scenes. And even though the executioner always has like a, a hood over their head or something, everyone's like, we, everyone knows that that's Jim, <laughs> right? We know that's Jim. Look at his body type. That's that's Jim up there, executing people. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. This is a question. It, it, this is really Derek that you just brought up. What if for the lethal injection, right, the person that's doing the lethal injecting or the person that's flipping the switch on the electric chair, if they showed up in a non-standard outfit that day, would they still be allowed to do it? Oh, wearing like a shirt that says like Walt Disney World? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Would they still be allowed to do their job that day or they wouldn't? Absolutely no, not be allowed. The boss would be like, first off, Jim, you got to change. And <laughs> second, you're, you're fired. You know, it's like, <laughs> this will be the last execution you ever perform if you go get your hook. Okay. <laughs> I'm, leaving with, I'm leaving with the wife, wife and kids right after this. We're heading to the airport. We're going to Disney World. I got to kill this guy and I'm going to get out of here. All right. Here's a great circumstance. This is the spec that you'd write for a TV show. There's supposed to be an execution that happens. And there's crazy weather going on outside. So the executioner calls up the commissioner, says to the or whoever it is, the governor, and says, I I can come and do the execution, but I have to do it in the clo- I have no time to change. It's like I'm gonna do it in this outfit or I'm not gonna be able to do it. And would what would the governor say? Well, what are you wearing? Like a rain slicker <laughs> and like like do you look like like you got a yellow yellow rain? <laughs> no, let's go, let's go with like flip-flop shorts it's like when you it's like remember when we talked about somebody escaping from north korea and they had their vacation clothes on under their north korea clothes I do. yeah that was a it's, good episode yeah it's like that it's like they're wearing like a disney shirt they're, they're bermuda shorts and flip-flops and they're like i'm just running really late there's no time to change it's either this outfit or we can't do it well i, I don't know what they would say they'd probably be like there might be something here you could change into you know uh frank over there he's got an extra suit jacket <laughs> 
They would have to figure out your your what you're gonna wear. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna see your legs. Just put his jacket on. You'll be good. <laughs> I would love to see this in a sitcom. That that's a. I would I would enjoy that moment. Or or the sitcom happens where the guy the weather's so bad the executioner can't make it that the guy ends up not getting killed later on in a few episodes. You find out he was innocent for that crime he was gonna get killed for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good show. I could speculate on this all day. All right. Well, this has been another good episode of Let Me Ask You a Question. Just so you know, I love to say that it was good, in case you were wondering. It was good. It was. It was. I agree. This is, call in at 929-352-6173 or, or, you know, send us an email. Let me ask you a question, podcast at gmail.com or hit us on Insta or Twitter at Pod. And uh, Derek, tell us where we can find all your stuff. I know you've mentioned it before, but tell us. Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me on again. Uh, you guys are always a good time and it's always good Thank to. you. Hang with my cousin, even though it's virtual right now. But um, anytime it should be weekly. We're not cousins, but I still love this experience we had. But thanks, that's that's cool. It's cool. EJ, you're like family. I've known you forever. Well, you're like family. Uh, We're all family. And, and Greg, a man, it's good to know you through here as well. But um, <laughs> but no, just uh, the easiest way is DerekD.com. You get everything at DerekD.com. D-E-R-E-K-D.com. Boom. Just D, right? Okay, and and also Derek D on Instagram and Twitter. Well, it's it's on Instagram. It's at Derek D'Angelo's quick story at the guy who owns at the Derek D's this guy in UK. It's this older gentleman who forgot his password and would gladly give it to me, but he can't log in. And Instagram <laughs> has like crazy rules. Yeah. His son was messaging back and forth to me and was like, he was like, yeah, he, 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 he hasn't been on in like six years. The, the, at the, at Derek D on Instagram is just this guy's dad and he hasn't been on and posted anything in like six years that's so funny yeah. but i can't get that name even though he wants to give it to me that email is deleted and the pa- has no clue what the password is so anyway it's at derek DeAngelis, <laughs> and uh twitter is <laughs> yeah twitter's at the derek d like i said best way derek d.com um yeah at the greg man on on all the things uh i actually i do have a website it's just a squarespace website so i think it's just my name and my website but that's just where my my work and stuff is now yeah, it's Gregory Baldwin at squarespace.com. I needed that because I am also looking for jobs and just needed a place to put uh, some videos up. Nice. You know, we're all looking for jobs here, but if you want to just make us not have a job and make this our job, you can donate to us on our coffee account on moot.tv. It's true. We'd be much obliged. All you got to do is go to any post and click the donate button. Yeah, and, and anybody that donates any money will ask your question. <laughs> yeah. We will do that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, anytime. We'd be happy to talk about your question and, and uh, you know, for pay. Seeing as how Anthony hates asking questions now. I don't hate it. I just, you know, I've done it 170 times. That's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. I mean, I still have a lot of questions, but I just like, I think I'm just a better guest than a host. <laughs> That's all. No, nah, you do a good job. You're a good host. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good, right? Derek says you're good, so. Well, Derek, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank we'll you, have Derek. you back, of course, anytime. And if we could be on your show, we would love to be on your show. Or any one of us or all of us separately, whatever you want. Yeah, once I start that up, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> once that's a real thing. Yeah, you'll, you'll start it. It's going to be so soon. It's all going to happen. Uh, all right. All right, y'all. Well, uh, this has been Let Me Ask You a Question. We'll see you next week. Mood.tv. But they know I'm orgasming.